0: Austin here with my co host Henry and Mo coming to you live from Memphis, Tennessee on this episode of Strictly Grizzness. We're gonna be talking about the Pelicans game wrap up, Jaron Jackson Jr.'s numbers, some other stats from the Grizzlies, and some of the new players involved. Let's
1: get it started. Mo, what do you think? Well, I want to talk about Joe Kim Noah in the last game against the Pelicans. That was some um, Chicago Bulls Noah performance. Joe Kim Noah. Nineteen points and fourteen rebounds. Frenchman's coming in big Back in his Bulls days, double-double machine. Absolutely. And then, you know, my uh, – since you all like to say it, my favorite new guy, C.J. Miles with 13 points and two assists. You called it. You called it. It didn't look too bad. You like it as C.J. Miles. It came out strong in his uh, you know Memphis Grizzlies debut. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yes. He uh, did. Who else did good? Jaron Jackson, Jaron rookie. Jaron
2: Jackson, he, he did good down the stretch coming in. In that fourth quarter, he started playing really well. First half of the game, he got off to a slow start, but then he picked it up later, which led him led him to the victory.
0: Ivan the not-so-terrible, almost had a double-double. Yeah, dude, he, he's been killing it lately. He's been doing great. He's getting
1: more minutes. Ten cool. points, nine rebounds. Didn't he start?
2: Yeah, he did start. Yeah. And he'll probably start the night, too.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, he would probably start at center.
1: Good for him. And on the other end, you had AD, Anthony Davis, didn't play the fourth. Didn't play in the fourth quarter, uh, but got 14 points, 16 rebounds, and six assists. Yeah. He's but. an all-star. I That's mean, what he does. Double-double machine,
2: like Joe Kim Noah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Although, I mean, I, I'd be surprised. You know, they, the last couple of games he hadn't played in the fourth quarter, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the trend moving forward. You know, they, they want to monitor his minutes and keep him healthy so they can yeah. try to get something for him. You can't risk him getting Exactly. Hurt. That'd be a total nightmare scenario for the Pelicans.
1: You see uh, the Holiday Brothers tied 15 points apiece. Drew Holiday and Justin Holiday. Justin Holiday's finally kind of. He's doing something. Yeah.
0: He is. A little it's about something. time. Yeah. It's, it's, about it's a small sample size. We'll see what happens.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> Moving on to tonight's game, though, against the Spurs. That's always a fun one. At the Spurs, Pop coming into town, popping the boys. Popovich lost a lot of weapons, but gained a couple. DeRozan, Aldridge. Oh, Aldridge. Yeah, DeMar DeRozan's really good. I I, I liked him a lot in Toronto. So I have a quick question for y'all. Uh, and before I ask that question, I'm gonna drop drop some knowledge on your heads real quick. So this is the ninth. Fuck me up some truth, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm about to. All right, so this is the hundred. Okay. So this is the 119th time that the Memphis Grizzlies take on the Spurs in franchise history. And uh, of those, there was 94 regular season games. Uh, we've lost 70 of those 94.
0: I wonder why.
1: <laughs> and then we saw them in the playoffs. We've seen them in the playoffs five times, right? We've only beat them once in the playoffs. And three of those times that we saw them in the play- playoffs, they swept us 4-0. Okay, so knowing knowing all of that, right, one would just think looking at this at these stats that obviously San Antonio is the better better team, right? So why does Memphis consider the Spurs one of their biggest rivals?
0: Well, I, I'll tell you a couple of reasons. Uh, first off, obviously they're they're an interdivision rival uh, in the Western Conference. Uh, they're another very small market team, just like the Grizzlies. Um, the only difference is they've had a functioning front office for the past several you know, several years and, and obviously the Grizzlies have not. Uh you know, another big reason obviously, uh that, that rivalry is built uh, through the playoffs and through the fact that they've generally, you know, just kicked our ass. Uh, you know, we had that one good run where we whooped their ass, but uh other than that generally I would say that's why the rivalry exists to the point that it does
1: today. You don't think I had anything to do with the Gasol Brothers? No,
0: I not really. I wouldn't say that. I mean, Powell is a relic there. Uh, he doesn't even hardly play. Um, you know, I, I, I they, they never really overlap during the uh, defining moments of the uh, playoff series between the two franchises. Uh, the brothers never really overlap during that. So I, I would say no.
1: But while we're talking about the Spurs, uh, I actually got the pleasure of being on. Um, uh, at the line podcast, it's a Spurs podcast that's also part of the Pulse Network. Um, so definitely check out their podcast. And when I we talked about Palcasol Gasol a little before we started recording, and they were actually begging for Memphis to take him back. That shows you how they're taking him over there. Um, I I also I I thought the the whole brothers thing was what made it such a big big game. In my opinion, it was always like brother versus brother, which we all you know we all know in Spain they have their you know, Gasol tournament or whatever it is. And it's, you know, Team Pal versus Team Mark. So I just kind of thought that this, that just kind of just translated over here to the States. And then instead of Team Powell, Team Mark, it was San Antonio and uh, Memphis. But that's just my opinion. What do I know? Not much. I know a little though.
0: So tonight, uh, we'll, we'll see what they can do against the Spurs. Uh, you know, obviously every game is important for the Grizzlies at this point, uh, just because we're looking to, unload that draft pick uh to boston immediately and get that off our shoulders uh the uh the the jeff green horrendous deal uh, You're so done with jeff green yeah I know.
1: henry's not a fan
0: i don't think most people are fans looking at where he was drafted and what he's done since how many franchises have looked at him and said, Oh,
2: he can play some basketball? And they get him on their team and they're like, Oh, what did we do? So
1: what were we thinking? <laughs> How about Jaron Jackson Jr. averaging twenty points in the last four games? Six rebounds, two assists, and he's shooting fifty two percent from the three pointer. That's that's what that's what I
2: like to see. Yeah. Especially in that last game, he hit that he had I know he had one four point play and he hit a three late in the game to to kind of clinch things up for us. But he, he needs to start I mean, it's all it's all him now. I mean they, they got rid of Mark. It's it's him and you know I know he's been he's been in contact with Kevin Garnett. He's kind of, they're trying to get him
1: kind
0: of a mentorship with him.
1: Yeah, I saw something. I saw he was here for I don't know if it was a few days, but he was training one on one with Jaren Jackson. That's pretty cool. Yeah, he, he
0: needs to teach him how to not get two fouls in the first five minutes of every game.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean
0: foul trouble has been his biggest thing, uh, and it's going to hinder his development. You know, the rest of the year if he can't figure out how to get a cap on that, because he's having to get pulled on put on the sideline and uh, go to the bench uh, very early in these games, uh, laying out with these fouls. And look, I know he wants to get up there and, and play, you know, really good defense. I know he's motivated, wants to get blocks and steals and all that. But you know, as a rookie, you're not going to get those calls in the league. Uh, it, it, unfortunately, it's just the way it is.
2: Yeah, I think the, the fouls will work itself out. Yeah, I, I think, it'll it'll
0: think it will. I think it will, not, but I, I, I think it's something it. that he needs to be diligent about and be aware of.
1: So while we're on the topic, so you know how he got his starting position, right? You know, Chandler Parsons got hurt, and then Jaron Jackson got more minutes. So Chandler Parsons is coming back after this uh, All-Star weekend. And uh, what does that mean Can, for Jaron Jackson? You know, he can't come
2: back now. Uh, we talked about
1: that last time. But he, you know, he, he's,
2: he's already taken enough time. But
1: he's got to wait till after the all star break. He can't, oh, yeah. You know. Well, what does that mean? I mean, I don't know. I haven't really. I I, I'm hoping
2: but... I'm hoping having Rab is going to hinder his development too, because he's he'd be kind of the one down the pecking order, and I mean the new guys too. I mean, I. But who knows? Who knows if Chandler is Chandler going to start? We don't even know if he's
1: going to start. That's what or what we, I'm yeah, we
0: don't know. I honestly, I think it's more likely they're going to ease him back into the lineup gradually and just see how his knee is. Uh, I mean, but here's the thing. It, all Grizzly fans, whether or not you like Chandler, I'm, I'm personally can't stand the guy. Not a fan. Hate the deal, uh, all around. But right now with this situation, we never thought he was going to be back in a Grizzlies uniform. Basically, you know we we need him to do well. We need to root for him to have the best second half he possibly can, and and hope to God that some other team is dumb enough to take this contract off our hands.
1: You know. I hope this, like you said, this is his second. This is probably not. This is probably his fifth, fourth, fifth, or sixth, seventh chance that Memphis has given him. How do you think the fans like? We, I think we talked about it in the last podcast. We, you know, we all pretty much agreed that fans are probably going to boo The, the boo Reception. Him. Yeah, I, I don't. I. This is his last chance. The, the more prove I thought about it, I really don't to. know.
2: I really don't know what they're going to do. I said they'd boo him, but.
0: I, I think at this point you have fan fatigue is what I would call it uh, concerning him. I I think people have put him He's out of their tired. minds. Yeah, everyone's just done with I'm him. I'm exhausted of him. I, I think everyone's too tired to boo him, to be honest. And at this point, everyone needs to get it through their heads that we need him to do as well as possible. Uh, and hopefully this summer we can move him and get the contract off our books.
1: He's been here for three seasons. He hasn't shown us three seasons, and he hasn't shown us anything. Not a. Not
0: a thing. Yeah, I mean not comparable to his contract. Hell no. And more likely he'll just, you know, hopefully like more Yeah, than more, more than two likely. More than just... likely he's not gonna average even twenty minutes. He'll be more going than likely again, he's not gonna do anything with him. Any, any anywhere near what you know was promised. Uh but you know what? This all ties back in uh to our issues uh in the franchise front office. Uh, you know, I mean at the end of the day, I don't blame the guy for taking the money that
1: some dumbass threw at him uh when he wasn't healthy. All right, so Channel Parsons is coming back. So why? Okay, so if our goal is to win more games, like you know, Mr. Chris Wallace said after the trade deadline, he said now the goal is to win as many games as we can. Mr. Chris Wall, which should have been the goal from the beginning, right? But anyways, he wants the goal to be win as many games as you can. Uh, then he wants to put Chandler Parsons back in. That kind of contradicting? That's I mean but we'll see. That's well we'll a,
0: see. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we we got the Island of Misfit Toys as a roster right now. I mean, half this damn team hadn't played together, so we'll we'll, we'll see what happens.
2: I mean there's really no there's no hurt in this. I mean it the relationship's already sour as it is. So I'm Right. And I say. mean we're
0: already we're already stuck with the contract on our back anyway, so I mean why not try to, you know, give him a chance to play his way out of Memphis. That's really it's what a, it is. At it's this a point. really optimistic look at it. It is a really I'll optimistic say, look, and I, and I don't think it's going to happen. But we got to hope it does.
2: Plays way out of Memphis. We got to hope he does. I hope to God so, but it's it's asking for a lot.
1: No one's taking him. No one. I don't know why is Chris Walsh still here.
2: Next year will be more enticing for people to take him because he'll be coming off of a he'll be coming into it. His last year of his contract. and People would want to want that expiring contract.
1: Right. I don't know. Dallas was trying to get rid of him. When they when he left Dallas, Dallas rejoiced. And you know, when he leaves Memphis, Memphis is going to rejoice.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, he went into free agency, I mean, they didn't have to get rid of him, but I mean, they, yeah, they weren't they weren't, weren't re-signing him, him, yeah.
2: And Mark Cuban's like his best friend. Right.
0: So Mark, Mark Cuban, you know, went on vacations, clubbing together, all this stuff, uh, you know, in Los Angeles and everything and and that you know, NBA bromance between a player owner really was the first of its kind in the sense that it was. And then it completely soured when it came time for Mark Cuban to sign the check. And there was a reason because he wasn't healthy and they knew that his knee problems probably weren't going to get any better.
2: That should have been the first red flag to the franchise that the guy's best friend wouldn't offer him. But no, you
0: know, Chris Wallace is too busy sitting in a hot tub eating Cheetos to read an injury report. Yeah. So this is an interesting idea that that was floated by uh, a, well-known local journalist, Jeff Calkins, recently put out an article with the Daily Memphian a few days ago, basically suggesting that, uh, and he suggested before Chris Wallace be fired, but this was a re-up of that suggestion, and on top of it, talking about potentially trying to pull Shane Battier out of Miami in the front office and bring him here as president of basketball operations. Now, personally, I think that's a genius idea if Shane Battier is open to it, that that is a whole different box of worms. But if Shane Battier is open to it, he's a really smart guy. I mean, obviously, you know, he played for Duke, intelligent enough to graduate from there, uh, which most people can't say. You know, he, he's well liked in Memphis. Um, you know, he, he played for the Grizzlies two different times. Uh, you know, I I think it'd be interesting. What do you think, Henry?
2: I think be a great great idea. I just I just hope that they. It can be Shane Badier or anybody else, whoever they get. I just want a clear vision of the future. I don't want any, like, this is what we want to do, but I don't know if this is what we're going to be able to do. I want this is what we're going to do, and this is the path how to get there. And I think that's partly the owner's kind of responsibility to set that trail and, and get the right person in charge.
0: And, oh, I mean, and I agree with you. I mean, that's kind of typical – In any position you go into, uh, you know, it's kind of, you know, in an interview process, you go, what's, what do you see yourself in five years? What's your plan? I mean, I think that's pretty generic. You know, anyone coming in needs to be able to define what the direction of the organization is going to be and actually try to stick to that. Unlike what it seems like we've done over the past several years, which is just what you said. oh. We're going to give this a try, see what happens. But, uh, well, it didn't work out, so we're going to try this. I mean, it seems like they got four or five different backup plans laid out because they're not confident in their ability to execute.
1: Hashtag fire Chris Walls. Oh, always. Oh, no, it's fire Chris Walls. Chris Wallace. You all want to do some predictions for tonight's game? Yeah, sure. Why don't you get to start it off, man? Okay. Uh, we got to take some factors into play. So we do have a healthy roster, right?
2: Most I've heard, other than Valentinus being up in the air, but I'm pretty sure he'll be ended
1: up playing. Okay. And who's yeah, injured? It'll be interesting to see him. And who's injured on the Spurs? Does anybody know? Oh, we do have Conley out. Conley's out tonight. Conley's yeah, he's out? He's
0: sick. Illness, yeah. yeah, he came down with something. Conley, it's just crazy
1: weather we've been getting. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, my prediction is going to be See, I'll go 99-98. No. No, no. I'll be lower than that. I'll do 93-94 Grizzlies. I don't know. I, I, I think both these teams go over 100 tonight.
0: I'm going 105-103. to
2: Your Memphis Grizzlies.
1: <laughs> what was your prediction? Hands
0: up. Uh I, stay I,
2: there? I don't know. <laughs>
0: You know, I, I'll take a flyer and say, uh, you know, 112-104 1, uh, Spurs. We get streamers tonight. Yep, 7 o'clock Central, 8 Eastern at the Forum. It's going down for real.
1: Bring your
2: kids. It's going to be a good night.
0: Get your popcorn ready.
2: Get your popcorn ready.
0: Take that for data. Any, any more things you want to throw out there?
1: That was a, why would you say take that for data? That's a Fisdale. We don't like to talk about the fizzdale days, man. <laughs> Oh, fizzy. Don't.
0: Oh, fizzy. Hey, just because just he was bad doesn't mean that his sayings were bad.
1: No, his sayings were definitely.
0: That was probably the most ass. entertaining part of his you know tenure here in Memphis. He runs. One star player
2: runs the coach out, and then he goes to his other team, and he runs his other star player out of town. It's just crazy to me. Prazingis. Mark ran him out of town, and then he goes over there, and Prazingis, he, he, he gets Prazingis out of there.
0: Yeah, I, I look. I don't know what's gonna happen with the Knicks, but I don't know. I we'll, we'll see. They that whole organization at least makes me happy to be a Grizzlies fan because I, that, that's about the, as bad as you can get.
1: So Mark had his first uh, game with, uh, I mean, sorry, his home, um, home debut. first home. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's what I'm trying to say. His first home game with Toronto uh, got a standing ovation. Did y'all see that? Standing ovation. Yeah. yeah,
2: that was very nice of them.
1: Very that was welcoming probably- Canadians. Brought a nice tear to my eye. That's so Canadian, though, for sure. Oh, yeah. (laughs) What are you talking about? Hey, we got Marcus Gasol coming to play for the Toronto Raptors, eh? I'm pretty excited.
2: He did come off the bench, which, uh, you know. Well, it was his first game at home. He had to come off the bench, eh? He's going to be sharing time with Serge. You have to do the
1: rest of the podcast in that accent. Uh, Ooh, I don't know. I might have to say sorry on that one. But yeah, did you see him? Uh, did you see Mark Gasol in the pregame?
2: Yeah, why? Pre-game, why whatever the hell they, they ran. Like something
1: about that. Yeah, where was the memo? No memo time. person there? Probably no time. I mean, like forty-eight hours before that. No, it was actually it was more than that, wasn't it? How yeah, long I mean, ago? had
2: already played a game in like
1: in New York. Yeah, they, they can't show him a clip or something of it. Like that's <laughs> that's just like a, like a thirty-second YouTube video. Just stand there like an idiot. While we do this Haka dance. I don't know what to do yeah, with my bicycle hands. Bicycle pedals on the... What were they doing? I mean, he
2: was literally just standing there. I felt bad for the guy.
0: No, it, it was one of the more awkward moments I've seen.
2: It was sad. Poor Mark. But then he dominated the game. Yeah, yeah hell of a, a
0: game. <laughs>
2: and he didn't start. But you know what? Who was in there in the fourth quarter in the important minutes? Mark Gasol. And he was dominating. He clutched three at the end of the game. Like I said, 11 points in that fourth quarter. That's... That's what they traded
0: for. Yeah, that's what you're paying for. Just a, yeah. They were impressed. But I, I hope he continues to do well. I mean, obviously he'll go to the playoffs, uh, you know, because the Raptors are right up there. Uh, but I, I really hope that he's able to stay healthy, do well in Toronto, and, uh, you know, make a playoff run with them just for his sake. Uh, I care less about the Raptors, but. I would vote for them.
1: Do you think Valanciunas is going to get the same welcome from Memphis?
2: I mean, I am I mean, they're not gonna cheer cheer him like you know he's like he's Marcus All. But I mean, they're not gonna boo the. I mean,
1: yeah, they're, they'll cheer for him. Yeah, I'm saying like the stand. I'm saying like what Marcus All got. I, don't, I mean, he's not an All Star. Yeah, an all-star. No, that's true. He can be though. Valencinas is pretty good. He's not. He's not not one to mess around. I don't know with
2: if it. he'll be making an All Star game with the Grizzlies. Yeah, I I, I, I wouldn't put give me, give too much hope in most of his roster I was say, I hope, together. Hopefully they end. Up, I mean, I, I I like the guy, but I hope they end up trading him to get more assets for him because, I mean, he's not a guy. Yeah, I agree. He's 27 years old. He's not a guy that. Yeah, he's they're, he's they're not gonna someone that they're going to, yeah. With, with no, they, they
0: need, exactly. I mean, he, he's he's seven or eight years Jaren Sr. You know, he's not a guy that's, that's going to be sticking around. Exactly. Exactly. That That's why I thought the entire trade deadline deal with the Grizzlies was just bungled uh, completely uh, just because, I mean, we, we got nothing but a second-round pick. Five years from now, which is going to do nothing for us, uh, at least in the immediate future the rebuild. We'll probably end up trading that pick. Right, right? exactly. We'll probably never even utilize that pick.
2: They may end up using that pick with another second-round pick to try to – if we end up winning enough games and give this pick away and they kind of want something for the fans to look forward to, try to trade into this draft. Yeah. Use some your five years away second-round draft pick and maybe something else to get into this draft.
1: No, we need to keep that, that second round. round. That was an important pick. <laughs> a vital pick hey, to the rebuild. 2024 is going to be a wild year, and you have no idea what's going to happen. You never know. So you never know. Maybe, got, maybe, maybe we, that'll
2: win the next – Marcus All will come out of the second time. <laughs> maybe. Like, was, like the Pau Gasol trade. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah the, the trade that they fell ass backwards into. Or why, we got brown. Kwame Brown in that. Trade. We, well, you know, you know, the, when that trade actually happened, everyone—the rumor was that that Wallace was basically forced into that trade because Heisley wanted to unload a lot of money off the team and make it more attractive to a potential buyer at the time. Uh, obviously, that didn't happen, but that was that was the rumor at the time, and Wallace has denied it for years. All
1: right. Good, Good luck, luck to, to Marcus Mark. Aldo in Toronto. <laughs> yeah. We love you, Mark.
0: Yeah, best, best of luck to Mark, obviously.
1: Well, that's our time today, guys. Thanks for joining us. Uh, my name is Mo, here with Henry and Austin, your hosts for Strictly Grizzness. Check out the Pulse Podcast Network app, and we are out.